Every year, as part of the Sport Management Program Capstone, students split into small groups and put together a fundraiser. This requires them to use all the knowledge they've acquired during their time in the program. This includes all event planning, from logistics to promotion. One group ran the Palouse Mental Health Resource Fair this year over Mom's Weekend, and it hauled in quite a bit. Education Eclipse starts now. Education, news, and research. These are the conversations happening inside education, athletic training, sports science, and sport management that are going to transform each. It's Education Eclipse from Washington State University. Back here on Education Eclipse, and I'm joined by Eddie Chavez and Callum McClucky, two sport management students. We're going to talk about the Palouse Mental Health Resources Fair, which took place this last weekend, Mom's Weekend. I'm really interested in how this turned out. I've heard a lot of really good things. So start with just the the very broad overview of what this event was, what what your your hopes were for this. So we'll start with you, Callum. So the event was to take three components, uh, which was fitness classes, a silent auction, and then pieing a professional and to encompass them into a fair-like atmosphere where the overall narrative was to talk about mental health and get mental health awareness. Uh, two of those components, the silent auction and the Pia Professional, were parts of bidding where all the money went to our beneficiary, Lynn Kramer of I Believe of the Palouse, where she's aspiring to have money come in to start a youth and wellness center in Pullman to get resources to kids that need it. This was something that was part of uh, a sport management course. Right, it's a capstone course. So, Eddie, well, I'll just ask you, like, what are some of the requirements of this capstone? Um, how many people are in each of the each of the groups that, that put these on, and and uh, what are the expectations from that course? So, I would say for as far as uh, group members, it's usually smaller groups, which is you know anywhere from like four to six. But in in our case, we had two different groups, one from. Um, or sorry, two groups from two different sections of of Dr. Levin's uh, class. And that's where we kind of tied in. The, the first group from the first section kind of came up with the whole pie of professional. And we had the fitness for fulfillment, the fitness aspect of it. So we kind of tied both of them in. And that's where we kind of created, you know, the Palouse Mental Health Resources Fair. Uh, Dr. Levins. That was funny. Nobody calls him Dr. Levins. <laughs> Leb dog. <laughs> so the, the expectation is over the course, it is a capstone. So over the course of your whole academic career, you learn certain components, things like marketing operations, you know, other logistical issues. So what do you get graded on? Basically, this culminates our entire sport management degree. So we take finance, we take little bits of accounting we've learned, we take marketing, promotion, and it all culminates into this event. Uh, speaking for me and Eddie, it was all-encompassing. This is really what this program is about. You know, you take it in a sport environment um, and you apply the promotion and you learn to delegate. And It uh, even comes like up to and including asinine things like being on a podcast. I mean, it's all part of the hunt. Just little loopholes you jump through, man. Yeah, no, it's uh, every little bit of it uh, was highlighted and accentuated from this capstone course and uh, you get a semester long for these other courses like marketing but in this it's you get these two-week segments where it's okay hammer this out hammer that it gets intensified and I really feel it prepares you for the real world so you have the course you have the the requirements you know what the expectations are then you have the idea and in this case you were putting together this event to I guess shed some light on mental health and the resources available uh, as well as a, a fundraiser for Lynn Kramer and her group. So take us to Saturday morning, April 7th. 
the Moms Weekend, and you've done this at the decided to do this at the Elson F. Floyd Cultural Center. You had a couple special guests and some other people. Talk about what that day looked like. What that day looked like and what we had planned it to look like are two different things. Uh, obviously, the weather in Pullman is very erratic to say the least so uh just wait 15 minutes (laughs) (laughs) exactly uh the day started out um we opened up to the public at 10 a.m we had people ushering in and out and then we had our guest speakers come on starting with reuben mays who's a former coog running back um and he talked about his own trials and tribulations and what he's found success with that parlayed into a video from ryan leaf who i was in contact with where he very much promoted wsu and then his fight against mental health and addiction and then we jumped to James Donaldson another coup great played center for our team and uh, had an 18 year career in the NBA Um, so those were our big keynote speakers and while this was going on we had fitness classes running behind them yoga and Zumba we had this silent auction with experiences you could bid on and lots of different things there and then we had resource tables come in and really showcase to people uh, what's out there if you're in need so you had, for example, Pat Chun speaking while everybody's doing Warrior Three pose, for example. <laughs> Patrick Chun came in at the end. He wasn't a keynote speaker, but he was a very gracious guest where he came in, um, was supportive to us, and really engaged the crowd there, showing solidarity with our group. Ruben says, hey, I'm going to tell you about a trial, but first, everyone into the downward dog. <laughs> How many people ended up showing up throughout the course of the day? So, like I said, weather was a big deterrent, but uh, during peak hours, we saw upwards of 100 and 120 people. Wow. Yeah, in my eyes, it was a great success on that front. Eddie, was it a great success in your eyes, too? (laughs) Yes, it was. (laughs) You know, even having people come in that were down for Mom's Weekend, we actually had, I want to say, anywhere from, you know, 20 to 40 people that were just touring that wanted to tour the building because they've never been there and you know we had a lot of parents coming in for the weekend so that was pretty cool when when they came in you know they came in to check out the building and we kind of pulled them in you know they were like oh well what's going on here you know we just want to check out the building so we kind of you know gave them a quick gave them a quick rundown of what was going on and even those people kind of hung out and stayed for a little bit and checked out you know some of the resources that were available, you know, for, for their kids that are attending WCU. So we thought that was pretty cool too. This was a fundraiser. So I would imagine that you weren't distracting people with Zumba while you're going through their wallets and stuff, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah, no. I mean so, so what, at what point do you say, okay, folks, break open your wallet. We were trying to earn money for a good cause. Well, luckily we had uh, the table set up and, you know, we had uh, all of our raffles and silent auction items set up. So people, as they were kind of walking around, checking out, you know, the bill, building and the different resources they were able to make you know buy their tickets and you know put their you know tickets in for the raffles or same thing with silent auction items they were able to bid you know on the spot and then we ended up closing the silent auction items at two o'clock and with the raffles we we did the raffles uh around two o'clock also so that was pretty cool what kind of items get bid on the silent auction we actually had a lot of um, cool and promotional items. We had, I want to say, we had a lot of gift cards and gift certificates to a lot of restaurants and um, in Colfax, Moscow, even here in Pullman. We had some cool gear signed by Coach Leach, some hats, some footballs, and even a, a Coog helmet. So we thought that one was pretty cool also. And, you know, there was other things like gift baskets and like, um, like, car details and stuff like that so we thought that was pretty cool 
Tell me about the Paya Professional. That was one of those that uh, donated at the event for a chance to pie our panel of celebs and coaches. So who'd you pie? Unfortunately, we didn't pie anyone. Ah, part of the learning experience. Yeah, a little hiccup that came as we uh, went along. Uh, the venue had decided the day before to give us notice that that was, that was not going to happen. So uh, we rolled with the punches. The people who came in to get pied were very gracious and just spent the time there engaging the crowds. And it, it worked out as well as it could have. Of considered. course they were gracious. They weren't getting a pie in their face anymore. Yeah, a lot more smiles than I thought originally. <laughs> so, Did you learn anything in this process? Why, why did this come to you? Why did this idea come to you? Did you learn anything additional about mental health maybe that you didn't know before? Well, this actually spurned from Dr. Ree's marketing class. We had to promote something we were very passionate about. Um, for myself, I've suffered with severe depression and anxiety for over 10 years, probably undiagnosed longer than that. Um, and I'm Canadian, so back in my country... So, so for two now. <laughs> <laughs> swinging a mess. Uh, if, if I want to get psychiatric help, that's covered by the federal government, and that's not so much the case here. And uh, we just did some research in it. We find they're cutting funding to health and wellness, so you're not able to get the amount of counseling sessions you need. And speaking from someone that's gone through that, eight to ten sessions in a calendar year is not sufficient for a person that might be on the spectrum of thinking about suicide. So this was really a passion project and talking with the group we found a lot of us have in some shape or form battled through it and there's this narrative you gotta suffer in silence and that was that was really where all of us got passionate and the long hours were bearable because we want to make it a narrative that you're okay to talk about what you're going through and not only that, you should be confident in doing so. Kind of going off of that, I mean, I kind of learned how to be there for others when someone needed somebody to talk to. So like, in, you know, in our situation, you know, Callum and I are, you know, really good friends. And whenever he needed to talk to anybody, he knew he can just, I was a phone call away. Um, or even if he wanted to go out and play basketball, he knew, you know, he'd just shoot me a text. Hey, let's let's go play ball. And we go play ball. Because um, I think sometimes, too, that's all people really need is you know somebody to talk to and kind of let them express how, how what they're going through so we thought you know kind of building that you know that friendship and everything that was kind of also really helped us out for our event and how often do you go play ball though just out of curiosity because you look like you're dressed for golf today <laughs> i i like to throw people off this larry bird on athletic guy and uh i switch it up uh during the peak like when i get really stressed out i'll go play basketball five times a week and it was a big thing for me because i learned from working out you release serotonin you feel better about yourself and that was a huge part of my own personal recovery with depression because I'd been there where, you know, you're sleeping for 21 hours, you're awake for three, and you're upset that you're awake. You just want to sleep all day and not not have any interaction or deal with the world. And fitness was a huge part of that for me, but it was also complemented by regular counseling. In your interactions with Miss Kramer, what kind of timeline has, has she expressed for being able to use whatever was donated in a way that's going to help you know, bless people that live here on the Palouse. She set an ultimate goal of $1 million where she wants to build. It's it's quite a hefty goal, to say the least. Um, she's not really set a time limit for that. For her, this is getting the resources out there first, but she ultimately, she's Windermere real estate agent, and she's looking at land where she can build this and have counselors and have it similar to what I'm used to back home where people can go and get that kind of help immediately and not have to worry about the repercussions of a hefty bill afterwards so 
that was that. Uh, to answer your question, I don't have an exact time frame, but it's being intermittently set up as she goes. But you probably do have an exact dollar amount. I mean, how much were you able to raise through this? It's over four thousand dollars. We're still really, yeah. It's it, it's been a great success in that. That's uh, something I'm tremendously proud of, and the rest of our committee is as well. So we're hoping that pushes to five after we get these last silent auction items finally back to their owners and the money pulled in from that. $4,000 pushing five. And that is not fake news either. You're, you're being legit here with me. <laughs> Absolutely. Congratulations on, on raising that much. What do you guys want to do after, after WSU? I mean, you're graduating soon and now you're well prepared for the working world. I see you're wearing a City of Oxnard shirt in California. You're going to go be a Parks and Rec director for City of Oxnard? That's, uh, that, that'd be the dream. Um, you know, I did come from a Parks and Rec background. So going back into Parks and Rec and giving back to the community is something I definitely hold dearly to me. Um, but now with all these other doors and windows opening up, I mean, who knows, I might, you know, jump into college athletics or go into the professional sports side of it. So there's definitely still a lot of uh, doors opening up and we'll see what kind of comes out of it. Helen, what about you? Professional golfer, obviously. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a good question. Um, the whole reason I came to WSU was this program and how renowned it is. So I'm, I'm looking at professional sports. I'm Canadian where we only have one major basketball team in the NBA, which is Toronto Raptors, but I'd love to be involved with the NBA. I've also looked at Nike where I'd hopefully get set up in Beaverton out of Portland and uh, be able to look like a professional golfer all the time and yeah, not pay time. for it. So He was going to go work for uh, UW and do Nike stuff with UW, but that just got nixed. So <laughs> their new deal. So any last words? I, would say I don't mean last <laughs> words, just for the podcast. Yeah. The only other things I, w I would definitely like to add, you know, is obviously thanking all of the group members that were involved. I mean, I can go down the list and name all of them, but, you know, they know who they are. And if you'd like me to name sure, them, I could name them. Sure, go ahead and name them. them. Callum didn't care, so <laughs> why don't you do it? So within our groups, we had um, Kelly Cruz, Cole Smith, Alyssa Brooks-Johnson, Drew Lomsdallin. Um, we had Devin Selsey, Binta Bojang, um, Jared Churchill, Luis Brown, Riley DeWitt, and... And that one person who's going to hate you now. Exactly. You this was a little <laughs> bit of larger of a group than, yes. than normal. So, yeah, we had 11 group members. So, you know, definitely, you know, th thank you to all of them. And, you know, everybody that was willing to donate, you know, that wrote out personal checks, that donated gift cards, that donated, you know, gift certificates and stuff like that. So we, we really appreciate it because without them, you know, in a sense, this event it would be hard to put together. Awesome. Absolutely. Callum, Eddie, I really appreciate it. Thanks for the time, man. Yeah, I really, really appreciate, appreciate you joining us on uh, Education Eclipse. Peace out. <laughs> You've been listening to Education Eclipse, a College of Education podcast from Washington State University.